What's up, everybody? I'm Juan Antonio, and thank you very much for listening to 5 Minutes of Faith. I hope everybody's had a great week thus far. I hope that you have been able to see God moving in your life in ways that uh, you haven't seen him move before. I wanted to remind you before I get started on what God has put in my heart this week, I wanted to remind you to please pray for my wife, Nicole. Um, we have a pretty important appointment on June the 7th. We're going in at like 6.30 a.m. And um, we aren't getting out of there until 2 p.m. But that is going to be a day full of scans, blood tests, and consultations from the oncologist so that we can see whether she will continue the treatment or that will be her very last treatment. I'm believing and praying that this will be her last treatment and that we will be able to put all things cancer behind us and that God will allow us to grow old together. So please, please keep us in your prayer. And I appreciate all the prayers that we have uh, received thus far. So um, I wanted to jump into uh, today's uh, lesson. I guess the lesson sounds weird. But today's conversation, well, I guess conversation requires two people. Well, I wanted to talk about something that weighed very heavily on my heart here, which is... Um, just the way we talk to people and what power we have with how we speak. And I always thought that by me not getting involved in gossip and me walking away when I hear people gossiping or me even sticking up for people when I hear those gossiping, I'm, I'm, I'm that dude that always walks into when I hear somebody gossiping, I'm always like, well, it's easy to talk about the person when they're not here to defend themselves. You know, like I've always thought like, well, well, I'm not committing anything bad. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking up for them. But <clears throat> it turns out that sarcasm is actually <laughs> a, a form of putting people down. Um, my wife, Nicole, with her wise with her wise words has always told me you know you can't be joking around with people like that all the time or you can't be sarcastic with people that you don't really know um or you never know whose feelings you can be hurting when you say stuff like that and i'm I'm always you know thinking well i can take it when people do that to me so why can't they take it and if they can't take it then i guess i don't want to be their friends and i know that that's a very very narrow-minded way of living life and i've recently um, been brought to school by my biblical mentor slash therapist, um, who told me I sense a little sarcasm in you. And I said, well, yeah, that's the way my family talks to one another. That's how me and my friends talk to one another. So there's nothing wrong with it, right? Turns out I was completely wrong. Um, so he literally starts off by giving me a Greek word dictionary, right? So I was like, okay, whatever. So he says, look at the word Uh, sarcasm sarcasm the root word is sark which means flesh and the full word for sarcasm is sarkesian and sarkesian in greek means to tear flesh like a dog so i was like whoa that's kind of heavy and he's like well um what you don't realize is that sometimes with your sarcastic remarks you could be breaking people down and i was like whoa okay maybe yeah but that's just the way we talk and that's just the way i've always conversed with people and got along with people um then he asks me what i know about the importance of the words that come out of our mouth so then i said well luke six forty five says that um the mouth speaks of what the heart is full of 
And then he says, you're right, but that's only part of it. Then he has returned to Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 and 37. And this is what it says. It says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word that they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. So at this point, my heart's feeling convicted where I'm like, oh man, I joke around with people way too much and I could be hurting people without even knowing that I'm hurting them, right? So then as I'm doing my Bible study, you know, that blended Bible plan that I talked about last week, James 3 uh, comes up and James chapter 3 is all about taming the tongue and I'll read verses 3 through 12. And it starts off by saying, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we will guide their whole bodies as well. Look at ships also, though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great is a forest set ablaze by such a small fire? And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil. For a deadly, po full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse the people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can the salt pond yield fresh water. Holy smoke. So after reading all that within a week, right? And going through all this, I'm sitting here thinking, holy smokes, everything that I've thought about myself and me having a halo over my head because I don't like gossiping about people was all just kind of, I mean, it's good that I don't gossip about people, but I realized I'm not as holy as I thought I was because I am very sarcastic and I like to joke around. And my wife was right the whole time. The things that I say to people could tear them down. So this whole thing really taught me that I have the power to either build people up or tear them down. And even in the book of Proverbs, if you look up the book of Proverbs, well, before I even get into the book of Proverbs, I always tell my wife, you know, because I have a little bit of a risk, risk takers mentality when it comes to the, the way I look like I like looking clean. Yes, like I take pride in the way I look, but sometimes I take some fashion risks and there are times when my wife will just say in a loving way, yo, you look stupid, <laughs> you know, and the words that come from her mouth really do like matter to me because she's my wife, right? So I always tell her like, why can't you just say, you know what, babe, you're, you're so handsome, but if you didn't wear that, you would look even more handsome. That would encourage me and also allow me to realize like, yeah, maybe I am better than that. Um, so <laughs> Proverbs verse or chapter 16 verses 23 and 24 say, 
From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. So it's literally saying that first off, we got to speak with wise speech and also that our words have the power to heal. And the the uh, flip side of that is that our, our, our words have the power to destroy. And the way we use our words is literally up to us. Yes, there are going to be people that antagonize us and people that get under our skin. Um, but Jesus even taught us, I can't think of the verses, um, but right before he was crucified, he was being slandered. He was being mocked and he would not respond. And that should be our response when we're getting slandered and when we're getting uh, mocked. It's just walk away from the situation and just measure your words wisely. You know, even when people try to egg you on, you need to make sure that you walk away because every single word that comes out of your mouth will be measured. So let's make sure that those words that were coming out of our mouth are words of encouragement, words to build people up. Words to help them realize that they have a hope and a future. And with all of that being said, I hope that this speaks to you. I hope that this convicts you as, as, as it did with me and that it inspires change by the way that we interact and talk to one another. Let's jump into prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, which is true. We thank you, Father, for your perfect will and your perfect uh, plan in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us to speak life into one another, not to tear each other down, but to speak life into one another. So with that, Lord, we ask that you please forgive us for those times that we haven't spoken life into people. Forgive us for the times that we've allowed our anger to get the best of us. And Lord, we ask that moving forward, you allow us to honor you with our speech, that you allow us to say the right words of encouragement to the right people at the right time, that you allow us to be quiet when it's time to be quiet, that you allow us to show restraint with our tongue, Father. We thank you, Lord, for who you have called us to be, and we choose to move forward and speak life into every situation. We thank you, Lord. And that's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. That's all I have for you for this week. If you have prayer requests, please text the word prayer, P-R-A-Y-E-R, to 888-394-0184. Again, text the word prayer to 888-394-0184, and I'd be happy to pray with you. All right, y'all. That's all I have. God bless. Thank you very much for listening. Love you all. Peace.